And it's Friday, so you know what that means. Yes, that's right. It's time for the Dice Are Screaming, coming at you right now. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, lengthy one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Randy. It's still in flight. Oh, no, that is that is Mike. Right, Mike with the screen. And together we form the Gestalt known as the Dice Are Screaming Podcast. Gestalt. Yes. We almost could be a Zeitgeist, but I don't Zeitgeist. think... Yeah, yeah. I want to be a zeitgeist someday. How many promotions do I have to earn to get to be a zeitgeist? How many, yeah, how many uh, hit dice do they have? <laughs> oh, man, didn't we meet one of those in the Tomb of Horrors? I think like, so. You know, like really late on. Uh, it like killed half the party. One zeitgeist, man. Uh, you know, those things are worse than liches. <laughs> Let's not bring that back up again. All <laughs> right. Bad lunch. So it's Friday, and uh, wow, it's uh, looking like summer. It's your summer solstice. And the longest day of the year. Yeah, and it's been a beautiful day, despite Michigan's cloudy weather. And and in spite of all of that wonder and beauty, here you are with the bad middle school lunch of gaming podcasts. That square pizza. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Cardboardy, (laughs) sad government cheese. Uh, Sad. Square pizza. With mystery meat. With, yeah. Uh, Mystery is, what animal on earth produced this? And what the heck did you do to it? It was good pizza until the cooks got hold of it. (laughs) Uh, Found in the wild and slain. But that's right, you're with us. So, hey, uh, we got some interesting topic. We're doing a switch up here on the Dice of Streaming Podcast. Tuesdays is going to be Topic Tuesdays. Now, of course, that doesn't mean we're just going to ramble on relentlessly on Fridays. But what it is, is it's Freeform Friday, so we're just going to take it ad lib and go with something that is on either our minds or on the interwebs or Twitter or Facebook or whatever is going on and just talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we let's face it. We've wobbled back and forth between topics that are timely uh, and current. And have some relevancy to gaming right now. And we've covered a lot of material that is classic, uh, you know, old school D&D and other genre gaming. So we're kind of formalizing the relationship where one day is going to be dedicated to, you know, like hardcore topic topic. Uh, And then the other is going to be a little more freeform. So, you know, watch out and see in the months to come where the Tuesday sessions go, because that's going to be, we're going to be doing a little more homework. Uh, We're going to be continuing our our examinations of classic D&D topics and modules and uh, publications of various types. But I'm thinking we're, we're putting a little more polish on the old uh, game wagon here. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, also we'll be covering... Uh, but we'll get our ad lib in. That's what our Fridays are going to be for, where we just yeah. wing it. Yeah, we're just going to do it. Um, just yeah, do the thing. I think also our topics are going to start to stray to some newer games, too, as we go through here. Uh, oh, absolutely. There's a lot of terrific new material coming out that is... Uh, and, We've gotten a little excited about it before. Uh, the things that are being released, uh, some of which are homages to classic D and D, make me very happy. I'm just I'm glad to see a connection bridging the future to the past. Right, but uh, you I'm know, so into that. 
some of the topics we come uh, we come to are, you know, sometimes they are a little political, and uh, we try to be kind of uh, middle of the road, not to be uh, non-clamital, but uh, we like to keep kind of a, you know, make up your own mind on certain things, so, but I guess that as time goes on, you know, one of the things that has been approached to me is, where do we stand on certain things, and I think we've always stood on the fact that, you know, just gaming is for fun, and it's a hobby that you can well invest yourself in, but it's also something that's here for everybody, so, you know, no matter what your style is, you know, you got a place at the table, and uh, that's something we want to uh, kind of highlight, so I think that's where we're going to go with this. So. Yeah, I, I'm very much in the camp that the only time you're gaming truly wrong is if you, you were at the table and people had a terrible time. That's, that's about it. I mean, it's my only hard and fast rule. All the rest is subject to uh, personal interest. I, mm-hmm. if, if one person digs it but another doesn't, it's not that bad of a thing. Uh, you know, everybody go find a, a game and a group that matches you and play your heart. Play from your freaking heart! Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Roll those dice like it matters. Uh, yeah, Be like the bassist in Jimi Hendrix band. <laughs> Be like the drummer in Spinal Tap. No, okay, not like the drummer no, in no, Spinal No, 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 no. We're just so hard on drummers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how I want to go. <laughs> no, but, you know. Whatever you do, do it well and uh, just have fun with it. So uh, hopefully you'll stick around and let us know if we're going too far off with this. But uh, here's a stab at it tonight. And, uh, of course, we'll keep you in suspense. But uh, yeah, we'll... it's an origin story. And this is uh, suggested by Joe Richter. Yeah, thank you, Joe. We had a wonderful call in that like actually tickled our funny bones and put us in a perfect free-form ad-lib mood. So we're, we're not going to give away the topic whole hog, but those of you who have read the title, you know, you, you got a little window into what's about to happen. That's right. So, without further ado, we're going to get right into our business end of our podcast, where we do a little bit of advertising. So, hopefully you'll stick with us after the break. So, we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Thank you for sticking around, and of course, now we'll get into the topic tonight. Tonight's topic is an origin story of... Well, the dice are screaming. Yeah. How did these people who you know, have gamed like between the two of them 70 years... Yeah. Yeah, I know. It just... Yeah. <laughs> There's a retiree between our gaming years. Yeah. Uh, wow, the Grey Panthers of gaming. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think that's like a seven-hit dice creature, isn't it? Grey no. Panther? No, no, no. <laughs> like a dire wolf. Almost. Uh, Except it yells, get off my lawn, you kids. Yep. <laughs> you and your diceless roleplay systems can go somewhere else. Um. Oh, man. Yeah, origins. So, originally, we met in Tijuana uh, when we were thrown out of a brothel in a rigged card game because yep. the guy we had just robbed happened to be the sheriff. Uh, so, <laughs> we barely made it out of town uh, with a stolen mule that only had three legs. And... Since the only thing we had on us was beans, uh, we kept feeding that to the mule, and we were trying to work our way across the desert back to the United States border, 
Uh, we were stalked by an entire pack of coyotes that damn near brought us down and killed us, except that all the beans we'd fed that three-legged mule gave it a case of gas so bad that the coyotes just assumed that we were sick and dying and didn't want anything to do with us. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it happened. We were fast friends ever after. That's right. And the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, we're only half that excited. Uh, no, no, there were there was no nun punching or uh, you know, <laughs> cop socking or mother porking. Uh, yeah, for this we actually wind all the way back to the last year of junior high. In yeah, Harvard. we had a uh, soundtrack to this. It would start with "Block of Seagulls." <laughs> yes, I ran so far away. Yeah, yeah, it would slowly start in as. 1983, it was the summer, uh, I just finished my freshman year, I'd been gaming for about two, three years, on and off, I had a hardcore group for a while, but uh, that fell apart, and uh, I was down and out on my luck in the dandelion fields of southwest Michigan, and uh, I was approached by a guy near the last day of school, when they were letting the junior high guys come in and see you know, what the high school was all about in their orientation. So I was hanging out near the uh, library, as I was often to be found, and I ran into a gentleman named Brett Connell. Now, Mike, uh, of course, has a better story for Brett Connell. You know, uh, who is Brett Connell? Well, if he's out there listening to us, you know who you are. But for the rest of you, he might be a mystery man. And, of course, that would suit him well. Because did you ever see those ads, you know, in the comic books, you know, Learn the secrets of ninjutsu. Brent Connell was the person who dedicatedly answered every one of those ads. Uh, he loved martial arts and all things ninja. Uh, at age 13, you know, he, he really knew exactly what his groove was. Uh, but I had known him through most of junior high, uh, and honestly, I hadn't been in any dedicated gaming group. I had books, I had modules. Uh, I was just barely parsing out how things worked and getting a, a solid grasp of the rule systems because the shift between the basic set material that I had read at 11 and 12 and the advanced Dungeons and Dragons material that I read at 13 and 14 were really throwing me off because there was a serious gap in, in the way in which rules were applied and things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, plus the chaotic nature of the organization of the Dungeon Master's Guide in AD&D yeah. made it a little bit of a challenging read for a, for a kid. Uh, but I knew Brent. Brent met, Brent met Randy. Randy knew a fascinating, amazing cat by the name of Paul Alday. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're like to this day, you know, we're all glad we knew. And uh, I believe both Brent and I knew a fellow by the name of Stephen Nash. And that was five. Yeah, and that's what it took to get us started. Yeah, that was enough to kick off a summer game during the, the long, hazy days of of summertime in Harper Creek in, like, end of 83, dawn of 84. Uh, you know, that 
glorious moment where you haven't yet hit the point in high school where you have an absolute crap ton of things on your plate and your summers are still a lot of bicycle riding and uh, running around and doing your own thing. So with that, uh, all of a sudden, five of us were gathered on a regular basis. And I, I got to say, that touched off something that became kind of locally semi-famous because just by virtue of sticking to it, the little gamer guild group that we had started, uh, people heard about it. The grapevine from gamer to gamer, uh, you know, you run across somebody else who has expressed an interest or you run into somebody at the bookstore browsing the same aisle, uh, poking at the D&D games. Word got out and, you know, the, the table eventually just had this continual array of uh, sometimes short-term guests and other times long-term arrivals. Yeah, we had a lot of people walk through the doors of our uh, basements and uh, attics and other places that we gathered. Mostly it was basements, just the way it was. Michigan has a you know, long storied history with Michigan-type basements, so they lend themselves well to uh, dens and other places, like little uh, wet bars that were constructed back in the heyday of the 70s with shag carpeting, <laughs> wood paneling. You could feel the spirit of a disco ball hanging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you sure could. <laughs> uh, and the uh, paintings of... Kids with huge eyes. You know, just, they actually made a movie about those, the, the artists who made those. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really yeah. My parents had those. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, those those, uh, those uh, creepy velvet paintings. Yeah, I gotcha. They weren't velvet uh, in this case. They were they were authentic. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. They were, they were the originals, not... Uh, these were not the repros that uh, were, ah, were kicked yeah, out. Ah, right on. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Lord, if we still had those, I I have no doubt that after the release of that movie, they would be worth something. But hmm. uh, at the time, they were just haunting. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey. Welcome you know, to the end of the 70s. You know, it just it, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty. You had shaded lamps and all that kind of kitschy stuff. And, uh, you know, cassette players, eight tracks, and... Uh, Don't mock my... My vinyl record players. Yeah. Don't mock my savage collection of uh, cassette tapes. Yeah, no, not at all. I love it. I'm very proud of it. Uh, I, I mourned greatly when CD became the new medium. Uh, it took me years to start converting properly. So I just grudgingly held out. Screw you! Yeah. Eight tracks of Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Uh, vinyls of Rainbow and some Arnie James Dio. That was our soundtrack at the time, so... Uh, My cassette's full of Rush. Mm -hmm. uh, I was also very fond of the Beatles. On, but uh, it, was, it was this bozo who, during one of our painting sessions, where we would just paint miniatures and listen to music, this guy would sit up late enough to hit record on the radio when the, the night sky was clear and the signal could come through from Detroit. And the no, no, it was uh, Grand Rapids. Oh, Grand Rapids. And the, the clam bake was the show yep. that would come through. LAV uh, 97.7. And this would 
pretty much be all the punk and alternative music that would never get any top 40 airplay in like 1985. Well, dog Named Glenda by B-52s and I was hooked. <laughs> or, oh, oh, uh, no, that's, uh, Quiche. Quiche Lorraine. <laughs> uh, the dog. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, but yeah, Rock Lobster. Uh, you know, just, it, there was something happening musically that I had never heard before. And I Fear, was, there's too many of us. There's too many let's of us. us. There's too many let's of us. Let's have a war. Let's have a war. Black Flag. Uh, TV party tonight. And then, you know, Repo Man. Of course, yeah, the Repo Man soundtrack. Captured a lot of that stuff. And I'm like, hey, I was listening to that crap back in, oh, oh, I'm dating myself. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, not to be that REM guy at college. Like, I was listening to them before they were really cool and went mainstream and sold out. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I heard a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, there was Rock Lobster. There was a lot of other um, weird stuff. Uh, the Cramps. Oh, yeah. The Garbage Man. The, the Infected. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, well, yeah, Garbage Man by the Cramps. Yeah. Uh, a personal favorite of mine. I... I honestly did not jump onto the heavy metal bandwagon for a long, long time. It took me quite a while. But uh, the punk bandwagon, yeah, all it, it just seemed like everything I heard was better than the last thing I had just heard. Like, it can't possibly get any better than this. <gasps> yeah. How? How? No, we, it was a very happy time. There was a lot of miniature painting. Uh, these like little, you know, let's kill a Saturday afternoon. If if we couldn't have a game, uh, you know, if it just wasn't in the offing, then we're gonna hang out. We're gonna paint miniatures. Uh, we'll draft a little Warhammer army for a couple of hundred points, and you know, we'll jam the music as loud as we're allowed to before the parental units uh, glare. Well, we had the autonomous gaming citadel, which was the uh, secondary farmhouse. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, on the old farm. Uh, there was uh, the house proper, and then there was this antique house that wasn't quite updated enough to be, like, fully livable. Yeah. But it still had plenty of space, and as long as we weren't tearing the place up, or we weren't doing any harm. And, you know, Randy's uh, granddad was like, oh, you know, they're not screwing anything up, so who cares? How about? Yeah, you got your space, kids. Enjoy it while you can. And we did. We just jammed out to top-tier uh, punk, heavy metal, and rock. And uh, painted miniatures to beat the band. Which, it was the only time in my life I was any good at it. Yeah. Uh, my well. skills have atrophied. Randy's, on the other hand, are still right up to snuff. Well, besides the miniature painting. But, uh, no, I... Um we had a lot of good times in that place, but uh, also other we shared houses. Mike's basement would fall in, as well as uh, another member, Scott Bonnie's. And uh, oh yes, the Bonnie basement. Every great once in a while, Paul Day's uh, dad would relent when they were taking a a weekend vacation. Yes, remarkably uptight man, uh, most of the time. But you know, when things were going well, and he was in a great mood. Yeah. Uh, you know. Always got the impression he was just wired a little tight, you know, just <clears throat> worried. Yep, but uh, we had a lot of fun uh, just basically doing our D&D &D thing, but uh, we played a lot of different games at the time. 
Uh, we tended to use palate cleanser when we couldn't get quite the same crew, you know, uh, conflicting schedules and all that. The real bane of D&D playing, but uh, oh. Gamma World, Paranoia, uh, even bouts of RuneQuest and Stormbringer. Ah, Stormbringer. Ah, yes, there's a man's game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take that sword for plus 8 die 6 damage and 42 power to bind. Alex. <laughs> all right, make a power check. What's your power? 14. The sword possesses you. I knew it would. But it does 8 die 6. Extra damage. Would you have said no? <laughs> oh, Stormbringer. Uh, uh, just hosts of games. Uh, Talus Lanta. Yep. Uh, no elves. No freaking elves. Uh, I also remember we had a failed attempt at Joru. I bought that... Uh, Saved up a lot of money for that one. It was pretty expensive. Uh, Jorun. Um, but we could never figure out how to get started past the character creation. It was very obtrusive. It was very weird. Yeah, it was It was a difficult system to master. I had a lot of trouble learning new systems later. I was a little sharper at it back then. Uh, yeah. But I got to say, one of the interesting things about starting off that long ago uh, I, I really looked back at after Joe Richter's call. Uh, I remembered, you know, who I was at the exact moment I met this other bunch of gamers. Uh, I was a super bookish kid. I compulsively read. Uh, but I was also a Irish farm descendant from the Upper Peninsula with a lightning temper. Uh, just had... What? Yeah, really got... Well, yeah, I know. You know, you wouldn't think it, no. Mm, so, I never, never you, know. You don't know anything about that. No, nope, nothing. Uh, um, nothing, at least I'll admit publicly. Yeah. Although uh, for blackmail purposes. The statute of limitations is up on most of it, so... Yeah, well. But at uh, 13, I just had a sequoia-sized chip on my shoulder, and I did not play well with others for the mm. most part. I just... Uh, I had that short fuse, and it got me into a lot of trouble... A lot of suspensions, a lot of time in the principal's office, a lot of time in detention. And then I met these other people, four other gamers, and more afterwards. The other ones. Uh, and I gotta say this, for a person who was not really good and had a deeply ingrained suspicion that any encounter with other people was going to go south pretty quick... Uh, and then it would just end in, like, you know, might as well start swinging now, because it's happening anyway. I found myself in a group of people who did not judge, who did not give me any grief over the fact that I had been in some trouble, uh, who did not abuse my trust, uh, and who really didn't ask much of me, except that I just be me. And all of a sudden... I had this unfamiliar, haunting sense like, oh my God, I think I'm happy. And I held him. Is, is that what that feels like? You know, like this, this like welling up feeling like, you know, everything is kind of sunny and bright. I, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's how it's all like. I mean, I was yeah. pretty much an only kid for the most part, except for my brother and sister, but <clears throat> we don't talk about that yet. <laughs> I was an only child except for the other two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Me too. Two brothers, both younger. 
Yeah, well, being the older one, you have that ability to enforce your own boundaries. Stay the hell out of my room. Stay away. This is a forbidden zone for you. You will be punched. (laughs) You will be picked up and deposited somewhere else. Or possibly duct taped to a wall. (laughs) I'm sorry about that, Chissy. I... Actually, you know, that was a, um, you still thought that was the most funniest thing that ever happened. <laughs> I duct taped my little sister to a wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she still tells the tales with a with a uh, smile on her face. <laughs> so even though afterwards I got in a lot of trouble for it, but yeah, yeah. you know when. But that that's your archetypal teen stuff of of that era. I was just dumbfounded by how easy it was to get along with people and to have a common interest in all those weird books that I was inclined to read, the the classic pulp and science fiction and fantasy fiction. All of a sudden, I was surrounded by other people in an era before the internet who totally got it. This was their groove, too. I was not just like out there in the hinterlands wondering why nobody else was into this. For once... I knew absolutely and with perfect certainty that I got my peeps. I don't need to try to conform to the rest of yours, you know. That's yeah, you know, that was great. We had our, I had my family, you know, I had my grandparents and uh, my siblings when they would uh, stay with us, and uh, of course, you know, they, it was that time of in the age of the eighties where you know you could trust a. An older child to look over the uh, younger ones without a call to the uh, child protective services or an ambulance, and you know that was uh, my brother and sister were uh, at the time uh, kind of interested in D and D. So you know back when they were youngins, you know I'd whip out the uh, basic set and you know no crying at the table rule was there even if I killed a <laughs> character. You're eaten by a giant spider. Just deal with it. <laughs> I don't like this game. Too bad. If you don't like it, you don't have to play. It's a thing that happens. <laughs> Giant spiders eat you. No, no, no. I, I remember uh, playing a few games, uh, pickup games, before I met a crew of dedicated gamers. Uh, but by... And that included siblings. Uh, and I you know, remember toting the books around with me wherever I'd go because either one of two things was going to happen. Either an opportunity to play would appear or, more likely... I would get a chance to sit down and quietly read, mm-hmm. which, again, you know, was my... This was Mike's laughing place. This is where I was in my happy zone. Uh, like, oh, man, getting to read? Oh, ho, ho, boy, my day just got made. Uh, so, and you can read the DM guide a hundred times, and you'll always stumble across a tidbit you may not recall, uh, tucked away in a corner that you didn't hit very often. So that that endless book of mysteries was a... As it, it's still a beloved favorite of mine. I, I turn back to it for inspiration all the time. Uh, and I have a few other... It and only a handful of others would be represented as my favorite books of all time. But that's that's a topic for another time. Well, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, it gave me a chance to... Uh, I had a dedicated group that I gamed with, but that broke up uh, after fortunate suicide that had nothing to do with gaming um, it was just that you kind of left the sour taste in everybody's mouth and we could never really look at each other without remembering it. And so, you know, we kind of like, eh, you know, it's just magic's gone. And, uh, 
you know, it made me a lot more sensitive of a fellow uh, about what other people were going through because the person who unfortunately took their own life uh, was a guy who got me into that group. Uh, again, kind of weird that he played a monk and also was into Taekwondo, but not quite to the craziness that uh, or the length that Brett Connell was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we used to sit uh, beside each other at uh, the bus stop. Or uh, he'd be on the bus stop right before me, and then you know, I only lived down the road. So we'd end up, uh, you know, having oftentimes a share of the same bench. So, you know, it just kind of came up one day when uh, he was reading a novel, and uh, I don't remember what it was, but uh, whatever it was, it was fantasy-oriented. And anyway, they just started the conversation. The next thing you know, I'm getting invited to a game. And, uh, you know, he was quite a cool cat, but uh, very reserved. And uh, unfortunately... He was dealing with a lot of uh, heavy, heavy topics and left alone after a, a lengthy uh, fight with his parents. He took his own life, and uh, it's tragic, but, uh, you know, it made me like I should really learn to deal with more people. So when I met Mike, I was, you know, more outgoing than I'd ever had been before because I kind of felt like, in a way, I didn't want to let another opportunity slip by that somebody might be struggling with uh some kind of uh, topic or we were a difficulty. Very open, communicative group. Uh, I, I, I don't think I give it enough credit because you don't usually see a bunch of fourteen and fifteen year olds kind of nailing the communications vibe. And I'm not saying we didn't stumble here and there, especially me, because you know, it just uh, at any moment the Irish comes out. Ah. I have those Bill Burr moments. <laughs> well, what do you mean you're a fam? We were like family. What do you mean yeah. you're like family? You fight all the time. Well, that's why we're a family. Exactly. And I, uh, one of the points of pride that I mentioned about Randy and all of the other people who are still friends from that group then is that uh, there's nothing I wouldn't say to their face. Uh, right. You know, literally nothing. I, there, there is no behind their back. Uh, anything I'd say to their back, I would say to their face. And <laughs> uh, if I occasionally take a jest at them, it's done with love, and it's done with the knowledge that uh, yeah, they're tough enough to handle it. You know that it's nothing that would that would break their heart to hear. Uh, they're, they're too important a group of people to let go of easily. If you know anybody, 35 freaking years. Uh, by now, you've worn off all the rough edges, and you know there's not much you can do to hurt the other person now. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's, here's a story we got to tell. Mm-hmm. What's that? Wrestling. Oh, yes. yes. This, this, he is, loves the, this, this is the D-bag that I am, okay? This, this is yeah. the jerk. That I am. Uh, so it's 10th grade. I'm a sophomore and uh, I've been on football to the freshman and I finally, this, you know, made varsity this year and we had a terrible football team. Just absolutely horrifyingly terrible. It and went uh, through a really rough stage there. Just no, no offense and a divided team with uh, a lot of politicalization in the uh, running back and quarterback. Vice principal's son, you know, you can figure that out. 
Yeah, one of those little moments yeah, where he, he was turned. awful, and you know, but he was the vice principal's son, so guess who got the starting? And then you know, nothing, next thing we know, we're two touchdowns behind, and now we're playing catch up. And you know, this is high school football where you don't have a full fifty-two man team. You have to play both <laughs> no. offense and defense, so you get tired pretty quick. So I got tired of that, so I joined the wrestling team. Yeah, and we had a great wrestling coach. Oh, yeah. Classic. Great swimming coach, too, which I was on. But Yeah, when your other sports suck, usually your wrestling and swim coaches are the best. And, of course, we were no exception to this, and we were actually state champions many times in both. That was Mr. Studer was the coach, was he not? Yes, Mr. Studer. He was outstanding in his field. He was a top He was an Olympian. Yeah. He was uh, Olympian, 1972 uh, Munich uh, thing went down, and uh, he was not allowed to play because, you know, he canceled Aww. it. But, yeah, he, uh, he went to, you know, became a high school teacher and uh, gym coach and all that. But, anyway, uh, so I'm on, you know, I got my letter jacket. I'm wearing my letter jacket. I'm happy. You know, you got your wrestling pin on there with your high school letter, you know, Harper Creek. The Beavers. Go and, Beavers. And yeah, the that wrestling. was our team, the Beavers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go beat them beavers. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, I'm coming up and I just had, you know, uh, a state qualifier championship, you know, get, trying to get up in the MHCH. And here we are. They got my picture on there, you know. Well, not on the front page. No, no, no. In the sports section. But no. you were he was in the sports section and the front page of the sports pages got a picture of two wrestlers. Oh. You know, in 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 actual hold, you know, in a match. Yep, with one guy on top and the other guy on the bottom. And I bring that up, and I'm showing my friends. Look, here I am. It's, I mentioned right here. Look at me. My name in the paper. And that's when I take one look at that picture right on front. And I go, look at them. They're in ecstasy. Their love dares not speak its name. And the crestfallen look on this poor guy's face, like, no, dude, I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) Really? You take my one moment. You know, I'm actually, you know, like in a sport that's going someplace, and, yeah. And I I kid not, they did have one of the the great coaches uh, in this entire region. Yeah, but our the photographer for the local paper was always questionable in how he would always view it. It was always like... Where some guy in wrestling pitchers, you know, Harbor Creek tops Lakeview and state championship qualifier. And there was always some guy on the bottom with his face in a either mixture of agony or ecstasy, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and there's a guy on top, holding on to his they, hair. They loved shit. the action shots. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was Which, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Germany Cricket, I've seen gay porn covers with more dignity. Uh, yeah, well, wrestling's like that. So. I've had less sensual dates. So. <laughs> I imagine you probably have. Uh, no, but those were the halcyon days of youth. Uh, Post high school, uh, Randy went military, and uh, I went to college and dropped out. Because I had a total burnout moment where I realized that I was not studying to do anything that I could stand doing for a life, a living. But uh, when you returned to town, we picked up the, the dice once again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did my stint in the military, the Marines to be specific, the other largest gay club. 
<laughs> yeah, Marines. Well, yeah, because gay. the Navy needed somebody to lead at the dances. No, uh, no I kid. I, no, no, of course, you know. I know a lot of straight Marines and straight Navy people. Uh, oh, well, you know, but uh, they happen. They they get they get a lot of flack for that one. Okay, uh, they get a lot of flack for a yeah. reason, and it, it, the rumors are not without some no. reason. But there's a lot of people who've, who've just done an outstanding job in their, their service. Yeah, as I like to say, the one of the few gay, uh, straight Marines <laughs> in there with the uh, gay club uh, being in full. Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, unfortunately, I got up before all that went down, but uh, it was a pretty rough ride in any case. So to speak. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when you're the straight guy, you know, and everybody's like, what do you want to do? Um <laughs> Drink beer and not have sex with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's have know, a good night. Pretty... <laughs> what do I do? You know, you want to have a circle jerk? Nah, <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> oh, if it's the circle jerks in concert, well, yeah, you know, right, punk band. I'm in. <laughs> oh, no, but when you returned to town, we picked up the dice again. Yeah, uh, and we picked up a new cast of characters. A lot of terrific people from here in town, mm-hmm. and uh, the game continued. Uh, time eventually came that I moved out of town, but the game stayed on uh, yeah, without me. Home fires burning. And when I would drift back into town, the, the table was always open on a Saturday night. That's right. Uh, and then I returned to Battle Creek some 15 years ago. Uh, no, 18 now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been a while. And uh, returned to Steady Gaming, which... Uh, not all of those 18 years. I've had my moments where, oh, yeah. like, the the intermediate fallout, uh, the adaption to 3.5, I had a lot of trouble with those moments. But I also was working as a house painter, and still am. So there were certain nights where, yeah, okay, guys, it's about 98 in the shade out there, and I, I was just climbing inside of a building for, like, 11 hours. I, I, I'm just going gonna, gonna to go die. Well, yeah, and that's par for course. You always have had, you know, had a swim meet all weekend, and then, you know, you would go to a game and then just collapse. Oh, yeah, which, uh, here's one they got on me. Uh, I passed out in a chair uh, <laughs> mid-game. I came to with them hauling the chair up the stairs, planning to leave me out in the yard. <laughs> Well, to be fair, you had you were DMing at the time, and you were just collapsed. You know, you were, you were trying to do a man's job. You know, and you're gonna Iron Man it. You know, so much Mountain Dew can only go so far. Yeah, and the candle that burns twice as bright only burns half as long, and so you would reach the end of your wick, and so you just fell over uh, when we were taking a quick break, and what became just a standard 15 minute break. Into a half hour, and then an hour, and then you were solidly sawing logs. So we decided to take him outside and leave him out in the middle of the yard as some type of punishment. But uh, we just couldn't—we just couldn't get up this, the stairs without laughing our asses off. It was so. the giggling that woke me because it just aroused the feral suspicions in the back of my brain. Something's not right. Yep. People are chuckling. This cannot bode well. Uh, <laughs> oh, but you know, uh, more to the point. Even with that short temper, uh, the sense of humor these people had uh, tickled the funny bone. It didn't 
you know, didn't hit the anger buttons. It just made me go, <laughs> that's what your friends are for. <laughs> yeah. Oh. By consulting a guy who gets his varsity jacket and his name in the paper, and you have to say that he's experiencing gay sex. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm I'm kind of with that, but that's the kind of chicanery that you happen when you have teenage boys who yes. still are trying to figure it out. It's, it's still locker room mentality. We got to, like, just mock the crap out of each other. Uh but we were a hardcore crew of dedicated gamers who took the gaming seriously, but also had a good enough attitude to oh. make sure that we were about fun before yeah. there was... The very first con. This is when we really ought to... One last tidbit. Oh, yeah. Okay. The first time we went out of town for a con... We went to Detroit, Southfield, Michigan. And uh, those who know where that is. It's not a bad place. It's not, no, no. It's despite more like what a, you hear about Detroit, it's not all uh, murder and mayhem. No. Uh, Southfield is a large business district. You know, I mean, it's not that there aren't a few questionable spots here and there tucked throughout, but, you know, it's a nice <laughs> zone. Uh, we borrowed my mom's troop transport, a giant blue van, uh, and that cargo van. Uh, I fueled it up and, you know, 18 years old, or, or was it 19? I think it was 18, and drove to Detroit in that. Yep. Oof. <laughs> and the accommodations Paul Alday booked oh. for us. Uh, it, he did it by phone call and phone book, okay? Looked up the location of a place, called them, asked what the rates were, uh, and he had dialed around asking for what the lowest rates were, and he found it. He found the, the cheapest hotel in town. And you got... The cheapest hotel, hotel in, in town. town. <laughs> yeah, by the hour, too, huh? Uh, the the handyman had a name tag on that said Espacho. Uh, there were bars on the windows, and every surface that was cloth or fabric of any kind was moist. <laughs> Including the beds. <laughs> Which... I can only assume we're a soup of other people's DNA. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, so, uh, after one night in that place, uh, we consented to pick up the difference. And several hot showers later. Yeah. Uh, At least the showers were, you know, uh, hot. Oh, thank goodness. Um, the cleansing power of boiling water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, we... we Chipped in enough to uh, upgrade to a Holiday Inn, uh, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, after after that experience, like wow, I didn't know a hotel could be this bad. You know, life experience gained. Mm. I also won my first uh, role player certificate. You know, con event winner thing uh, for Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I played a harpoon uh, tournament there. Harpoon. Oh. That's yeah, the, the naval, submarine. No, no, they had the naval, uh, modern naval combat. For that modern time. naval combat, okay. Yep. Take the JFK right up to the gates of hell. <laughs> Just as John F. Kennedy would want it. Uh-huh. Sank the Kirov with a battleship. Uh, it was a great con. Uh, it was just five of us, or no, was it four? It was just four. Just four of us, yeah. yeah. Just four. four from the old crew, and that was our first con ever. Uh, in the years since then, we've done many more. We've gone to like big cons and little cons, and especially, of course, the Holy Pilgrimage to Gen Con. Yep. Uh, for back which, when it was the Mecca, it was a pilgrimage. 
Yeah, it really was Milwaukee, a classic Milwaukee experience, and I, I think exhibition, that's, convention, and uh, commercial arena. Yeah, you, you, you haven't Gen Conned unless you. Uh, Look, we've been to the Mecca. Yeah, literally, we're going to the Mecca. <laughs> uh, but what was the name of the spy bar? The Safe House. The Safe House. That's yes. right. Yep, the Safe House. <laughs> Where you got tore up from the floor up in there on those silencers. You got to go, yeah, the silencers uh, and the code beer. Uh, But you go around a back alley where the entrance is and you have to give a password to get in. Yeah, it's British Exports Limited. Yeah, British Exports Limited is the the warehouse door name. And if you don't... If you don't have a password, uh, you know... (laughs) And it changed from time to time, so you had to know somebody. Yeah, but, you know, those were good times. And, uh, you know, that's a little bit of the uh, origin and legend that it we was forged. filled with uh, classic spy movie yeah. paraphernalia, uh, including, like, phone booths that rotated uh, into an exit If you put in 007 on the uh, jukebox, it would turn around and reveal a hidden exit. Yeah. Full of clever things. Uh, but... Yep, that was that was classic. It was that was a lot of fun, and still we're having fun to these days. So of course now we're into podcasting. So uh, of course that means that uh, we're reaching the end of that fabled yes. time. Oh, we are. We have we have run the clock down, have we not? Yes, we have. But unfortunately, it means that our reminiscing must come to an end. So That's... we'll be coming at you with uh, Tuesday with some more topic, of course, uh, a little bit more gaming oriented. And less rambling and nostalgia. But that's our freeform Friday, our first outing in the the like just winging it. This was, you know, occasionally we have pre discussion. This was no prep. No, uh, we're just going to ramble on like Tuesday. Uh, the two hens that we are Tuesday. Look forward to you know some serious uh, game speech, uh, but you know think about your own origin story. You know, we were the first gamers you gamed with. Kick back a while. Yeah, give them a call. You know, get hold of them on the internet, hopefully. Yes, then the internets. They do amazing things. And I'm thankful that I'm able to keep in touch with as many players as I can. Uh, including from a group I played with up in Lansing that I miss very much. Uh, I really got my game back on after like a 10-year hiatus, thanks to them. So, uh, Dan, uh, <laughs> Todd, and uh, <laughs> Will, uh, I, I wish you all the best. All right, well, that'll do it for us. But uh, again, if you ever have any comments, questions, concerns, because you might have a lot of concerns hearing us our tales tonight, <laughs> you can let us know on our Facebook page or on Twitter. You can get a hold of me at Death Hand Gaming. And myself at Magi Box. That's right. Get a hold of us. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you didn't like. We're all ears, and we're always ready to listen. So again, thank you, Joe Richter, for this of our first of many Freeform Fridays. So without further ado... May May the the dice dice always roll in your favor. favor. We're out. See ya.